tell the devil, ha, ha, ha. Thought you had me. You imagine the poor devil is working, works and works and works and works and works to defeat you. And you plead the blood and knock him out. Poor devil. Amen. Thought he had you. Get your Bible out and go to John 14. We're going to talk about the helper. We're going to talk about the Holy Ghost. God, the Holy Ghost. I'll meet you later. That's got to be the prettiest woman I ever saw in my own time. I still flirt with her. She's so blessed to have me. <laughs> and nobody would take good care of her but me. You know, they did a study one time of college education. And they found out in colleges, all of the pretty girls married ugly guys. And they wanted to know why. And they, I mean, the pretty girls didn't marry the stud muffins. And they, well, the study said, we married men because they were kind. See, stud muffins aren't kind. They're arrogant. But the ugly guys have to be nice. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and say, there's hope for you, buddy. There's just a lot of hope for you. <laughs> you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you mad. I mean, I'm just trying to help us a little bit. John 14, Jesus... Jesus is about to leave the earth, and I want you to listen to what he says right here. John 14, 16, and I'm going to pray the Father, and he'll give you another helper that he'll abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world can't receive because it neither sees him or knows him. You know him. He dwells with you and will be in you. I want you to think about this for a second. They've been with Jesus for three and a half years. If they ever had any financial needs, he met it. If they ever got sick, he healed them. If they ever needed anything, he did it. But he's leaving. And they're going, what are we going to do? You understand that you are no match for the devil. I don't, I don't mean to say that in a despairing way that you're not all that, but I'm talking about you versus the devil. In the Bible, it says that one angel came down and killed a hundred and 86,000 men in a day. <laughs> and then they say a bunch of angels, just one. And it, he didn't even break a sweat. How are you going to stand up to a devil that's been around for 6,000 years defeating people? You can't. So Jesus is leaving, and he says, I'm not going to leave you orphans. I'm going to send you help. And he didn't send a little guy either. Let's talk about this guy called Holy Ghost for just a minute. Let's talk about what in the world, because Jesus knows without some help, you and I are not going to make it. Romans chapter 8. Go over to Romans chapter 8. 
There, the, the thing that's needed in the church today more than anything else, and I'm not talking about the world. The world needs Jesus, but the church needs the Holy Ghost. So Jesus said, I'm leaving, and I'm going to send you help. And the word helper means one called alongside to help you, like me, but different. In other words, he's going to be like I am, but he is going to be different than me. Now, with Jesus, they had no lack. They never had a problem that he couldn't solve. They never. They got on a lake one time, storm came up, it's no big deal, we'll just stop it. Madman of Gadara, full of demons, no problem, we'll just cast it out. So being with Jesus, they were safe, and they knew they were safe. But he said, I'm leaving, but I'm going to send you another helper. Now, they have no idea who he's sending or what he's doing. We know that he's going to send the Holy Ghost. Now, who is the Holy Ghost? Now, a lot of people don't know who he is. They think he's a bird. Landed on Jesus. He's a big old bird. He's a big dove. He just flies on you and lands on your head and... Makes you jump in church a little bit. That's not the Holy Ghost. It is, but a whole lot more to him than that. So look at this in Romans 8. It says, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is. He makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God, and you know all things are going to work together for the good of them that love the Lord and call it according to his purpose. Now, let's go back up here to this word helpeth. Now, I'm no Greek scholar, but I had to go get a little help. But the word helpeth is sun anti lambano, S-U-N-A-N-T-I-L-A-M-B-A-N-O, sun anti lambano. It means to take hold together with against. I'm going to send someone that will take a hold together with you against whatever you're dealing with. He will help you. Now, if I looked at you and said, I'm going to move this piano, you probably would realize that I would be there by myself a long time. But if I looked and I said, I need Zach to help me, well, then I got some muscles up here. And then I know he would grab a couple of his buddies and when, we, when they got off the piano, it would not have been a big deal for me. Because really all I'm going to be doing is this. Because we're going to get Zach and some, all the other bodybuilding guys and protein drinkers and all the other. <laughs> the football players in South Carolina and Clemson. And you get them all on the piano, the piano's not a problem. Well, he said, I'm going to send you a helper and we know that the Holy Spirit gets a hold of anything. He's going to get a hold together with you against whatever you're against. But you got to be against it. If I don't say we're moving the piano, the piano don't get moved. So I'm the key to the piano being moved, but I'm not the one responsible to make sure that I can lift it. He doesn't want you lifting the problem. He just wants you to put your hand on it and say, this thing's got to go. All right, so he says he, says he helps you. It says, to partner together against any weakness, 
any hindrance or any obstacle in the way of your victory. Any obstacle. Now let me ask you a question. This is the same guy, it says in Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus. Did Jesus need the Holy Ghost? Yes, he did. Now, religion says he did everything because he was God in the flesh. He did not. The Bible says he left his deity behind. He didn't do anything on the earth as God. He did it as man. Now, the blood flowing through his veins was God. That's why the blood of Jesus is precious. But it says how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost. So, when there was a crowd of sickness, sick people, and it says every one of them. No big deal for the Holy Ghost. When Jesus got out on a lake one night and the storm kicked up and he told it to lay down, it's not a big deal for the Holy Ghost. And then the final thing that Jesus had to deal with was dying and going to the region of the damned and every demon in hell sitting on his head. And he is spiritually dead until the Holy Ghost comes. Gets in his spirit, raises him from the dead and whips every devil in hell. Say, I got the same Holy Ghost. That's a bad dude. He is a bad mamba jamba. Now let's talk about him a little bit more. In the beginning, God said, and the Bible says the Holy Ghost hovered over the water. What's he doing? He's waiting on God to say, well, makes a well. Elephant makes an elephant. It's a, a big guy. This is not a small fry tongue. This is not a dove, a bird. This is God, the Holy Ghost. He's still God. The church today recognizes God the Father and God the Son, but they don't do a whole lot of recognizing of God the Holy Ghost. The early Pentecostals knew about God the Holy Ghost. And then they wanted to be dignified and they shipped him down the road. We got a lot of churches today. Don't you let that Holy Ghost loose. We don't know what he's going to do. You might want him to do whatever he wants to do. I tell him all the time, you do whatever you want to do. You want to talk to Nikki? You want to talk to Nikki. You want to heal somebody, heal somebody. Come on. I mean, he is God Almighty. Jesus said, without me, you can do slap nothing, baby. Do you understand that there is no Kung Fu sheep? There's a reason for that. The sheep is a real dumb animal. This is about all the sheep's got going for him. Uh, and God looks at you and says, well, we fix your uh, and we'll put the Holy Ghost on your uh. But you know, when the Bible calls us sheep, there's a reason he called you a sheep. Uh, and God is up there thinking, well, I'm going to redeem them all, but they are not all that bright. And they ain't got no sin, and they ain't got no strength, and they can't whip no devil, and they really ain't, they ain't much there. I mean, they, I love them, but they just ain't much there. 
I don't care if you're a fifth degree black belt, the devil will whoop you. So imagine the ones of us that aren't even close to men fifth degree. We ain't even point, point zero five degree. Black belt, nothing. But we got something bigger than the devil. We got this guy called the Holy Ghost. Live. Greater is he that is inside of me than he that is in this world. Now, y'all remember the movie. And uh, they, they, I, I asked him on the first service, and I completely forgot the, forgot the name of the movie. What was that movie where the little boy had that big St. Bernard? It was just Beethoven. Beethoven. That, that, and when he's sitting down, he's big. Well, there's one part in the movie that I always liked. Is the kid is at the bus stop, and the bully comes up. And the kid is scared of the bully. And all of a sudden, Beethoven walks up behind him. And he looks over his shoulder at the bad guy, and the bad guy shake. And the kid is going, yeah. That's you. Yeah. Holy Ghost is back there going. I whooped you in hell, I'll whoop you again. So here you're walking around going, in the name of Jesus, and every devil is falling on their face. I got news for you. The devil's looking at the Beethoven living on the inside of you. He sees that that guy got Beethoven inside him. Now listen to the rest of this. I love the way this reads. It says someone who simply, okay, it says weakness means sickly, ailing in body, mind, emotion, and spiritually weak. You are unable to help yourself. Let's read it again. I want you to read this. We're talking about a person who is so weak, spirit, soul, and body, they can't even help their self. Likewise, the spirit sun lambano comes alongside us and stands against every devil of hell in your weakness. That means too weak to do anything. You do not know what. Now the word know what means you know nothing. You don't have a clue what you're doing. Have you ever had a day when you went? I just don't have a clue. With me, most days, I just don't have a clue. They have told me three times that I was right on the edge of being dead. I just decided not to participate. I mean, I understand that their report was a fact, but it wasn't the truth. Now, I'm going to tell you all the same story I told because the greater one, see, any time I've ever had my back against the wall, which is most of the time, I think God leaves you in a state where you know you need him. But when they, I went in one time to get my heart kicked back into rhythm and the doctor said, we're going to have to knock you out to do it. And that means they're going to knock me out. Now, what they didn't know is that you can't knock my spirit out. You might can knock my head out, but that don't mean much to me anyway. 
But what they didn't knock was my spirit man or my tongue out. So he said to me, when I came out, he said, do you speak Spanish? I said, no, mas, poquito. Taco con leche. I mean, coffee con leche. Taco lengua. And donde esta baño? Es muy importante. I said, that's pretty much it right there. That's all I need. Just coffee, a taco, and where's the bathroom when we get done? If, you know, if you can do that, that's about all you really need. You live in Mexico with that right there. Just that you live in Mexico. In Guatemala, Venezuela, and Yucatan, Peninsula, and everyone. Anyway, I'm laying, I'm, laying, I'm laying there, and they knock me out. And I'm praying in tongues out loud. And I'm out cold. They can't stop me. And I don't know I'm doing it. And they're working on me, and they got this guy laying in there going, and he's out. Now that proves one thing. The Holy Ghost ain't in your head. It also proves that if you spend a lot of time hooking this to this, and I'm not talking about dinner. Some of y'all got a terrible mind. This to this is this to the Holy Ghost and not this to this. Now, if you spend a lot of time hooking this to this, you're going to, when the, when the rubber meets the road, you're going to spend time praying in the Holy Ghost, which is most of the time. Anytime I don't know what I'm doing, I pray in the Spirit. That's why I pray in the Spirit all the time, because I don't never know what I'm doing. But he'll sure make you look good. He made Jesus look good, right? All right, let me finish reading this. Weakness means sick, ailing in your body, your mind, your emotions are to be spiritually weak. Someone who cannot pray like they need to by their self, so he throws his weight with you against the obstacle and, and your weakness to remove it from your life. That's good, isn't it? That's not 85% victory. We're talking 100. Don't settle for almost there. You say, well, I'm doing better than I used to. Let's go all the way to 100% health. Let's go all the way. I mean, let's get everything that he died to give you this side of heaven. You know, if you're going to have a mansion in heaven, why don't you just go ahead and get a nice house here? If you're going to be healthy there, why are you on 27 different pills here? Listen, don't get in condemnation, but you just lay your hands on those pills and pray in the Holy Ghost over all that stuff. He will help you. Excuse me. I need some water. Help you with your cough. He will help you in your weakness. That means you're weak. You're too weak. To do anything. Sheep are very weak animals. They don't live long without shepherds. You leave and they will not be a flock when you come back. That is why the devil will do everything in his power to get you out of church. Separate you off someplace and lamb chops. Ask me how many lamb chops I've seen out in the 
Okay. The Holy Ghost helps us in our weakness. You don't know how to pray as you ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession. It says what, the word what in the Greek means a very tiny thing. You don't even know the tiniest thing about how to fix this. So don't sit around like this. Because there's not enough up there. You can't, what's the old saying? You can't suck blood out of a turnip. There ain't no blood in a turnip. Don't look for something where there's nothing. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. Because some of y'all think you're pretty smart. But you're not smart enough to deal with everyday life. There's stuff you're going to run into, and you don't know what to do. All right, let's move on. But the Spirit makes intercession. The word intercession means to fall into. It means to get in the pit with you. Intercession is for people who have been walking along and fall in a pit. The Holy Ghost is not coming down in the pit and going, You ought not have got in the pit. Now, I'm going to coach you from up here, but you got to get out of that pit. You can't get out of that pit. So the literal Greek wording here is he will jump down in the pit with you. He said, I'll never leave you, and I'll never forsake you. So whatever problem you're in, he goes in it with you. He says, we are coming out of this. I got me and Jesus out of hell. We'll get you out of this. Now, a lot of people don't understand this because they don't understand why you need to pray in tongues. So I'm going to explain it to you. Because you don't know how to pray. No, you don't. How long do you think God would have to take you to heaven, explain all about demons, all about devils, all about cancer, all about arthritis, all about, had to send you there for about 20 million years just so you'd have enough brains to know how to pray. But you don't know how to pray. See, Jesus didn't need tongues. Now, he was always, he he knew how to pray. But you don't. You are not Jesus. So he said, when you don't know how to pray as you ought. Now, I'm going to throw something out here that I hadn't said in a long time, but I need to. Because there's people in here that are slow of learning. God can't answer a prayer unless you ask him. Now, this whole adage, God can do anything. Well, I'm going to challenge you on that. Titus 1-2 says he can't lie, right? Well, that's one thing God can't do, can't lie. He can't die. He's the Alpha, the Omega, he's the beginning and the end. He can't change his word. I want to prove it to you. Let's say that somebody right now says, we, we give an altar call and they want to get saved. Anybody want to be born again? I do. Raise your hand. Get up and come up in the front and God says, Tell them to come back tomorrow. 
I'm not saving anybody today. I'm God, and I've decided to take the day off. Can he do that? No, he can't. Now, that word, God can't, that has never entered 99.9% of the Christian's minds. But there's things he can't do. He can't answer a prayer. You don't ask. And you're so ignorant, you don't know what to say. Well, this is called a problem. So God is up there in heaven, and he's sitting down with Jesus, and he goes, okay, okay, Father, I get this. You want me to go down and down the cross for their sins? Yes. Okay, we got that. Now, when they get born again, you know they're ignorant. And God goes, oh, that's right. And the Holy Ghost goes, I'll go. What are you going to do? I'll help them pray. How are you going to do that? Uh, why don't we give them a language they don't know? God goes, that's cool. <laughs> Only God would come up with an idea like that. I mean, that's really nuts. Someone walking around. You know, that is really nuts. If you, if you're, if you're come in here today and you're not born again, you, you know, that's nuts. But it's really cool. I'll come over here. You know, I'm not getting anything. I'm just, I just got to come over here. I get a little more life on this side of the church. I mean, don't y'all think that's like, you know, I watch the movies a little bit. I, I don't like the new superhero movies because they've gotten so crazy. I hate it when a bad guy can't die. I just kill him. <laughs> what was that one with Arnold Schwarzenegger and they kept shooting the guy and he kept, I, just die. I hate that. I just, I turn it off in the middle. I never saw the end. <laughs> but I want y'all to know what it's like when I'm sitting there watching it. I go, you think that's cool? Watch this. I can get a hold of God. I may not have this, and I may not have this, but I got this. My shirt says, the tongue. Able to bypass Donald Trump and go straight to the glory of God and get a hold of Almighty God and get the anointing of God and the power of God to fall on me and anything that I'm into right now. Hallelujah. I whoop big devils. Ha! It's true though, isn't it? Look at what he says right here. How many, you know how many things I've gotten out of? I mean, I have laid in my bed at night like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. Man, I need money, and I don't know where it's coming from, and it's got to come. Oh, Holy Ghost. You got to help me now, Holy Ghost. I got to pray, Holy Ghost. I need some money. Ha, ha, glory. I need some money. And then it comes, and I go, that's cool. I need some money. One time God sent me a banker, loaned me the money, and then he's paid off the debt. I'm telling you, it's just 
crazy cool. Let me finish reading this because I know y'all, maybe I didn't help you, but I'm helping me and Lisa. Do not know, does not have the know-how, a very little thing. Intercession means fall into with. The Holy Ghost will get in the pit with you and get your, that you got yourself into and help you get out. In other words, you'll not be able to get out of the mess without his help. So let me ask you a question. Did Jesus need him? Go to, go to Ephesians chapter 5. See, the biggest need in the church today is to be filled with the Holy Ghost. He did not leave you. We're in a tough time. That's why I'm preaching this. But you're not an orphan. You're not, you're not sitting here defenseless. Not against the world you're living in. Now, some of y'all have watched Facebook, and I'm going to tell you something. Some of it's pretty brutal. And you're looking at it going... That's the crookedest bunch of people I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, you can't get any worse. Selling baby parts, pedophilia. It's It's insanity. And you think to yourself, how in the world are we going to make it through this mess? Well, I asked the Lord this the other day. Now listen to what I'm fixing to say to you. I said, we got people in our church. I don't know why they think the way they think. I don't know. Not everybody. It's just a small handful. Why? Are they so ignorant? He said, they don't read their Bible, pray, and walk with me. I'll tell you something right now. If you're not reading your Bible and praying in the Holy Ghost, you are dumb as a rock. And you're not going to make it. You're not that smart. And I'm, I'm looking at people going, why are you doing this? Why are you acting like this? Well, I'm going to tell you something. You spend about an hour praying in the Holy Ghost, you quit acting like a heathen. Yes, and you won't be so ignorant. You'll come up from there and go, I'm beginning to see things I've never seen before. And I know some stuff I didn't. See, you can't know what's happening without it. He said, I'll show you all, I'll lead you into all truth. Without the spirit of truth, you are not real bright. Come on. And I'm talking to some of y'all, not to condemn you, but you know what? You, you need to spend some time with God. It's not a waste of time. Get your Bible out, read it, pray in the spirit. And if your head goes, what are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying? Tell it, say, shut, shut up. And then they'll say, when are we eating? When are we eating? When are we eating? <laughs> Ask me how I know that. <laughs> yeah, I pray over Lisa all the time, y'all. I'm telling you, it's rough. <laughs> Don't eat that ice cream, Lisa. Don't eat that ice cream. <laughs> so I help her. You know how many times I've saved her from a gallon of ice cream? I ate half of it for her, so she would not have to believe God. Good man, good man. I'm not lying. Someone said, we can tell. Yeah, we can tell. Ephesians 5, 18. 
Don't be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Folks, that's the answer to the church. He didn't give you the Holy Ghost for no reason. He's not ignorant. It's not a side issue. Honey, if you go to Afghanistan and they give you a tank, drive it. You will need this tank. When the things go pop, 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 you might want to turn over to pop, pop, pop and pull the trigger. Oh, come over here. These people ain't helping. When God gives you the Holy Ghost and you're hearing in the day, pop, 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 pop. I got to tell a story. I always got stories to tell, and I just have to tell stories. Right after I got born again, I'm laying in my apartment in, in Athens, Georgia, and I got the croup, and everybody in the house had the croup. Do y'all know what that is? Everybody's coughing all night. Chase coughing. Ashley's coughing. Everybody in the house. I'm coughing. And I started praying, but not really. I was whining. Now, some places we call that praying. God don't think it's praying. He thinks it's whining. And I'm up there going, God, we need healing. And the Holy Ghost came on me. So sweet. I don't know why he does me the way he does me. And he lifted me up out of the bed real sweet, pulled me over the floor, and threw me in it. <laughs> and I'm laying, not falling out of the power, I fell out of the bed. And I'm laying, it's like three in the morning. And I'm like, did I wake you? Are you always in this attitude? I mean, do you always just pick people and throw them out of their bed? And he said these words to me. Shut up and go downstairs and pray in tongues. Now, at that time in my life, I was a newbie. That meant I didn't pray in tongues in front of anybody because of the fear of what they would think, like it matters. So I get up out of my bed, and I go downstairs, and I'm sitting on the couch. And I have this mental image in my head that the neighbors have come downstairs. They've got a jelly glass up against the wall, and they're listening to me pray in tongues. And I'm thinking, well, I don't want to embarrass myself at 3 in the morning praying in tongues in my room alone. Say, stupid. All right, I'm going back to my story. So I'm down there doing this. And he said, I can't hear you. And I prayed like that for about 10 minutes, and then I started slowing down, and he said, 
praying. Now I know he's really mad. And I'm going to pray in tongues even if the neighbors don't like it. Because now he's madder than the neighbors and he's bigger than the neighbors. I don't care what the neighbors think. I'm sitting on my couch and I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. And I feel sick. I feel stupid. And I feel like, what is, what is this? 30 minutes into praying like that. Something in me. You know, Jesus is lying. And something in me is rolling. In here. And all of a sudden, my praying changed. I said, I'm going to tell you something, devil. I don't know who you think you are. Don't you get out of my house in the name of Jesus. And the Bible says the righteous are bold as a lie. And now I don't care what the neighbors think. I prayed like that in tongues about 10 minutes. I mean, I mean, just praying. When I stopped, and no one's coughing. He said, Go to bed. Are y'all out there? Hey, we got this guy. If you could see inside of me. I'm being serious right now. I'm not trying. I'm being serious. Say the greater one lives in me. Say the same Holy Ghost. That got Jesus out of hell can get me out of anything. He said, I'm not leaving you orphans. I'm going to get in the pit with you. You get in the pit. I'm getting in that pit with you. And you coming out of that pit. You get sick, I'm bringing you out of sickness. You get broke, I'm bringing you out of broke. You get in a problem, I'm going to get you out of that mess. He said, I'm not leaving you alone. I'm sending the Holy Ghost. Man, we we need T-shirts. I mean, serious. S don't mean hope. Charlie, tell them what that means. It's not Superman. The Spirit of God. Maybe you should say HG because, you know, someone already got the S. The lesser guy. And you don't need no cape. It gets, always gets caught in the rudders of airplanes when you fly by. I mean, real, watch Mr. Incredible movie. You'll see the capes are no good. They're out of style now. Do y'all know why I like Mr. Incredible? Because he's one bad fat guy. Yeah. I got, never mind. Listen. There's hope. God didn't leave anybody out. He used the skinny guys. Ashtray. He'll use the skinny guy too. Look at verse 19. Speak to one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord and give thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of Jesus. 
Say the greater one. All right, here, I got something else I've got to read. I don't know whether I read this or not. I think I did. Think about Samson for just a second. Rips a lion apart with his hands. That's old covenant. That's an old covenant scripture. David, Joshua telling the son to stand still. My, one of my favorite New Testament scriptures is Paul. Viper. Boom, grabs him. He's, going, he's planning on killing him. Takes a snake, pops it in the fire, goes place for the king's nephew and gets him healed. That is one bad guy. Well, my favorite one is when they kill him. And he gets up and goes back and preaches to those people. I would have not gone back in. I would have thought, now they really didn't want to hear what I had to say the first time. They probably don't want to hear what I had to say the second time. But that's, from, that's the difference in me and Paul. What is the, let me tell you something. The need of the church today is for you to be full of God. Without him... You're not going to make it. This is not a clock radio in your new car. This is the motor. This is essential. Jesus wasn't joking. Don't even walk out of Jerusalem. Don't, don't, don't get up in the morning and walk out of the house. Now, folks, I understand we're living in a rough world. I'm, I, I'm not in pretending. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not an idiot. It's dark, but greater. Say greater. greater. Is, he Is he inside of me, me. than he, yeah, he that's in the world? Now, let me tell the story of Nancy, and I know Robin's watching this. Nancy does every once in a while. But li- listen, the Holy Ghost... I mean, do, you, do we even know what we have? Do we, do we really know? And some of you newer people, you need to hear this story. Lisa's mom had a Bible study in her house when they thought I should be a pastor. Now, I knew I wasn't, but they thought I was. Now we know who has the brains in the family. But I'm over there teaching a Bible study in Martha's house, and Lisa's there, and David's there, and Donna's there, and Che and Ashley are there, and Dan and Cheryl are there. We're in the living room. We're having a Bible study. At the end of the Bible study, I said, amen. Holy Ghost comes on me. Now, I want you to think about this. He can't operate without you. God cannot answer a prayer you don't ask. Don't ever forget that statement. If you're not getting all the prayers answered, you won't. You might want to pray in the Spirit a lot more than you're praying. If you don't like your life, pray more. Okay? Not that difficult to do. But I'm sitting in a living room and the Holy Ghost comes on me. Pray and pray now. Well, I understand that when Jesus is at Lazarus' tomb, that there is a thing called intercession where the Holy Spirit will pray through you as though you are, he will, you will take that person's place. 
I know that's nuts to some people, but that's okay. And I'm, and I'm sitting there, and I begin to pray and groan as though I'm having a baby. I'm just groaning in the Spirit, groaning. And the Holy Spirit said, please, now listen to us, please don't stop. Please. Now see, there's a tendency when you're praying crazy to stop because of the way you look. Especially in a room where everybody's eating ice cream but you. They all went and got ice cream and I'm in there by myself praying. And I'm in there going, oh, no, 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 I'm starting to scream, I'm lost, I'm lost, I'm lost. And I prayed and I prayed in tongues and I prayed in tongues and I would just groan in the Spirit. And the Holy Spirit said, please do not stop, please do not stop. I don't long was I there, I'm, I... I feel like 15, 20, 30 minutes and probably wasn't more than 10. Finally, I began to laugh. Laugh in the Holy Ghost. Just laugh in the Holy Ghost. I'm just crying. I'm laughing. I'm crying. I'm laughing. I said, who am I praying for? And he said, you're praying for your sister, Nancy. I said, where is she? She had died and gone to hell. Does that shock you? Shouldn't. There are things happening because the church is not praying. I will never pastor a seeker sensitive church. It is it is hard to pastor big fat babies who don't want God. I won't do that. I want people who love God. Well, I got up from there, and I, when I got home that evening, I called Nancy, and Mark answered the phone, and he goes, Nancy left me. She's in Boston. I said, well, give me the phone number there, and I called her. She is a complete zombie. Complete zombie. I, her, I got her a ticket, and I said, you get home. She's crying. I can't go back, I can't go back, can't go back. I said, just, and I got her, got her down here in Orlando. Mama went to the airport and got her. Nancy's sitting in mom's house. And she's staring at one spot on the wall like this. For hours. Not moving. Totally gone. Gone. She's not born again at this time. And I walked up to her and I says, I told my mom, I said, mom, I got to get Nancy to my house. I got to get her away from my mom. My mom, you know how mamas are. You can't do anything for anybody with mama hanging over and gloating over your kids. Trying to help her in the natural. You can't help her in the natural. Got her the house. Grabbed her hand and I said, Nancy? Ah. Pray the prayer. Ah. Jesus. I believe you died on that cross. I believe you died on that cross. Rose from the dead. Rose from the dead. Come in my heart. Wash me in the blood. Wash me in the blood. Jesus' name. Immediately she went, 
and looked at me normal. Born again. And she starts crying. I can't go. I can't go back. I can't go back. I can't go back. I can't go back. I said, well, number two, Nancy, we need to get you filled with the Spirit. Now, Nancy's depressed. If y'all have never seen a human depressed, depression's real. But you can't drug a demon. People are trying to help. But that's all they can. The world does not have the answer. So I read the Bible to Nancy a little bit. Then I prayed for her to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Now I'm going to tell you, you have no idea what it looks like to look at a zombie. Someone that doesn't even bat their eyeballs for an hour. Doesn't even move. They're gone. And that was Nancy. We laid hands on her. She started speaking in tongues and then she got drunk in the spirit. She laid in my living room and she laughed for hours. All day, just laughed and laughed and laughed herself normal. At the end of getting up off the floor, she was a perfect person. Say Holy Ghost. If all you needed was Jesus, why did he send you the Holy Ghost? You need the Holy Ghost. The church needs the Holy Ghost. Not only do we need the Holy Ghost, we need to be full of the Holy Ghost. Everything you're dealing with right now, every problem can be fixed with one thing. Pull aside... And spend time worshiping God and get full of the Holy Ghost. You don't have a problem he can't fix. But you don't have a problem you can. You don't have a problem you can fix. I don't care how educated you are. And you might be smart. We got some pretty smart people in here. And I'll tell you how I know because they told me. Ain't nobody is smart. The Holy Ghost knows everything. He knows everything. That's cool. Say, we're cool. Father God, I want to thank you this morning. I have opened up this Bible and I have preached my heart out to the absolute best of my ability. I'm asking that the people in this church right here that are sitting listening to me preach and watching online. We'd come back to being Holy Ghost people. We cannot run our life with our mind in the day we're in. We can't do this. But you did not leave us orphans even now. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the death, hell, and the grave is living in us. And we are going to begin to learn to, to lean on him very heavy. And Father God, everybody in the sound of my voice right now, that no matter what they're going through, I'm commissioning them to be full of the Holy Ghost, to get full and to stay full of God the Holy Ghost, and all of the situations they're dealing with will melt like a snowball on a 55 Chevrolet in August in Miami, Florida. I hope they understood that.
That means they're going to go away. Holy Ghost, thank you for living inside of us. If you're in here today, and, and Lisa's going to give an altar call in a minute. If, you, if you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, come up here. If you are and you don't use your little prayer language, stop relying on your head. There's not enough up there. I don't mean that you're not a good person. You are a good person. But you don't have enough knowledge in your head. I don't have enough knowledge in mine. I don't, I'm out of time, but I could tell you the time that Lisa and I were about to lose a quarter of a million dollars and, the, and, and I was sick and she was sick and the church was in a mess and I had no idea what to do. Laid in my bed and prayed in tongues. Pray in tongues and pray in tongues and pray in tongues and watched God turn every bit of it around. Brought us the money we need, healed my body, healed her body. It, didn't, it wasn't easy. It didn't happen in an hour. But by God, it happened. Amen. Don't take lightly the gift he gave you. It's not a, it's, he's not a bird. He's the third person of the Godhead, and he lives inside of you. Say there's nothing impossible to the Holy Ghost, and he lives in me. Folks, that's good. To be continued. Hey, I love every one of y'all. Somebody said to me one time, says, Pastor, you just don't know what we're going through. Uh, what planet do you think I live on? Do you really think Lisa and I don't have any problems? Do you really think we have never been faced with anything? What do you think it's like to, about to lose a house? That you put a quarter of a million dollars in, the bank's fixing to take it, and your car's blown up, and her car's blown up, and Josh's car's blown up, and Justin's car's blown up, and then I have congestive heart failure, and Lisa's got adrenal fatigue, and the church split. What do you think that's like? That's all in one week. That's like, aha! <laughs> Don't think I didn't fight my own thought life. You are going under. You believed God, you're going under. And what else could I do? I had nothing else to do. I was at my ropes end. There was nothing to do but pray in the Spirit. And pray in the Spirit we did. And we watched him turn everything around. Now we don't get so backslidden. Not that we're backslidden. But you can cool off. You know that? You can cool down to where you're not praying like you should. Come on, you're just singing Kumbaya, we love you, Jesus, and that's not enough. We don't get in that mess anymore. We wake up in the morning. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, honey. You want some coffee? Yeah. Start the day off. Holy Ghost, come on, we got to go to work. You ready? I'm ready. You got this? How come you're not up there? Oh, you're waiting on him to do it. The, the Bible says praying in the Holy Ghost, you pray divine mysteries. We're going to do the altar call, so the rest of us just hold tight for a second. You know, something happened to me a couple years ago. Mark Hankins came to me when I was in a dire state in my relationship with the Lord and miserable and broke and sleeping back on mom and dad's extra couch. He said, you know what your problem is? 
he says, your problem is you don't pray in the Holy Spirit. And I thought, what does that have to do with my problem? My problem is I need more money. I need a better job. I've got to get out of this house. <laughs> so I had a studio that um, me and a guy put together down in about the storage units, and we built it out. And I used to get away from mom and dad and, you know, go down there and um, pray in the Spirit sometimes for an hour or two. And, some, and I'd encourage you, if you do pray in the Spirit, and you only sometimes like, well, I can only do a few things. Well, pray until you push past it. Pray until that language grabs hold and it forms a language and pray through because you're praying through divine mysteries. You don't know. I didn't know how to get out of the situation. Two years later, I'm sitting on eight acres that we picked up for like $72,000. Didn't have any money, but we bought a house. Didn't have any money, built a house. God showed me you don't need money. You don't need all these things. If you get in it, let me, let me help you. Like he says, he takes hold with you. And it's an amazing thing, and I encourage that the more that you feel like you're struggling and things are happening, pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit because you're praying out. I mean, things would happen all the time. Divine mysteries are being fulfilled in my life that I had no idea how it's even happened. I had no idea how the property. I didn't know how God was going to bring a new truck, the desire of my heart. I told Pastor Mark, says, what truck, like uh, six months before, what truck do you want? I said, the truck I want, I can't afford. He said, no. The Bible says, your desires. What, what is your desire? I said, well, I can't afford it. He said, no, that's not what the Bible said. He always says, God, you, you may know God, God is going to do your miracle, but you're not, you're not going to know how he's going to do it. And so praying in the spirit brings that out. And I would just encourage us, you know, to, to do that if you haven't. If you want to be filled, it is the best thing that you've ever done. And our altar team is going to come up. Whoever's on altar today, please step forward. And the first step, maybe you say, uh, how do I get filled with the Holy Ghost? And maybe you've never been born again. You want to get born again because you want the life of God. Like he says, the God who creates planets. Yeah, just come on up. The God who creates planets to live inside you. And you want that. And then you want the Holy Spirit to come, to come in with you. And um, if you've never made Jesus Lord, if you've never prayed and says, Lord, come in, you want that. You can't take your iPhone and throw the charger away and say, I never need it again. No, God made you, so you really need to get connected back to the Father. So I'd encourage you to come up, get born again, come up, and then get filled with the Spirit after. It's a gift. It's actually His gift, but He's not going to force it on you. You're going to have to receive it. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com from our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big give now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, Our pastor's vision is this, we grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.